Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is the most important engagement, and scriptures are Romans chapter 14 and verse 12. But first, the Scotland Evangelical First Presbyterian Church Choir.
most important engagement. Romans 14, 12. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. It is our most important engagement and the result depends on what you do with Jesus Christ. Father, I ask that you might burn his heart, sermon in the hearts of the people that listen to it. If there's a lost one in the midst, it might come to get, get saved. If there's a saved one in backsliding it to get back right with you, then you bless this message and use it for your honor and your glory. Once in Jesus Christ, I ask this. Amen. The first thing, number one, is why is it so important to get ready to die? One of life's important engagements. Why is it so important to get ready to die? Because, number one, it is coming to everyone. Every one of us is going to die sooner or later. I don't care if you you got your heart doctor in the hospital right beside your bed, and he's going to operate on you. God calls you. You can forget it, because he's going to get you. And heart doctor can't do a thing in the world for you. I've had heart surgery 10 years ago. I like to die twice, two or three times. They pronounced me dead, said I was going to die. Some said I wasn't going to live through the night. And uh, God wasn't ready for me. I'm 81 years old now. He let me live a while longer. I've won several more people to Christ since the last 10 years. Preached a lot of sermons in the last 10 years. And I thank God for it. Now I want to talk to you this morning about that uh, your most important engagement. It's why it's so important to get ready to die, because one of life's it's one of life's most important engagements is death. It's coming to everyone. Secondly, we do not know what when it is coming. You never know when it's coming. You might live be a hundred years old. I know one woman. My son-in-law's mom is 94 years old, still driving the car, still getting along pretty good. She ain't passed away. She's done buried, I believe, three or four husbands that died that she was married to. Died before her, a lot younger than her. So you never know. My wife just passed away. She was 70, uh, uh, 77 years old. I'm 81. She had just passed away a couple months ago. And we didn't know she was going to pass away that quick. But she did. She suffered for about a year and a half. Little Laguerre disease. And we we hate to see her uh, going down, 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 down. And there wasn't nothing we could do about it. My daughter moved in with us down here and took care of her. Helped me take care of her. And I took care of her. We couldn't hardly see the condition she was in. But I met my wife. Everybody loved her. I don't know anybody that didn't like my wife. She was a sweet woman, and she always made people laugh. She always laughed. And she loved the Lord. She followed me all over the country, building churches and helping churches, preaching here and there. And I've preached in some places people didn't like me when I preached. I preached in some places to preachers and then asked me to come preach for them. I apologize because uh, he asked me to come and preach for them. 
Uh, but a lot of people don't know good preaching. Now, I'm not a number one preacher, but I preach the book, and I tell you the truth. I don't lie about it. Don't add anything to it. Don't subtract nothing. Just preach the Word of God. And if you believe it, you believe it. If you don't, that's your problem, not mine. But I try to give you the right thing. We don't know when death's coming. And see, uh, the third thing is every minute brings us close to death. I'm 81. I don't know if I'll see 82. If I don't, I'll be with my wife. I ain't worried about it. Be up, be up there with Jesus and my mama and them, sisters, brother. But I want you to know it's uh, every minute brings us close to death. I've said the last few years I would make it another year. My grandson told me one day, he said, you say that every year, Papa. I said, I feel like that every year. I'll never make another year. Uh, I don't know if I'll make it to 82, but I know this, that I'm saved. I know this, that I've served God. I know this, that I give all my heart to him and my family to him. So my family is saved, I know that. And my boy and my daughter, my son-in-law saved, and my son's wife saved, and grandchildren are saved, and my uh, daughter's uh, uh, family is saved, and so we'll just meet in heaven one day. But we don't know who's gonna go first. Never know who's gonna go first. Because the, the fourth thing, Death shuts out all opportunities for salvation and service. If you die without Christ, all opportunities for salvation and service is gone. You can't get saved after you die. You can forget it. You don't get saved hereafter. You gotta get saved now when you your right mind, knowing that you need to get saved and you respond to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you need to listen to me real closely this morning and take this sermon and bear it in your heart. The second thing, and it's more important than the second coming of Christ. Uh, the second, number one, coming of Christ means relief from pain, sorrow, and fear the, to the child of God. It means reunion with loved ones. It means a new body and fulfillment of all dreams and aspiration of heaven. We'll make it to heaven. Second coming means a lot to us. And we're looking for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, a lot of us Christian people talk about it all the time. Some people don't know what that means. But uh, the ones that know what it means, we're looking for the second coming. We're listening for Christ to shout from heaven. And the archangel blow the trumpet and the heavens open up. He says, come up hither and we go up to meet the Lord in the air. We're looking for that. It means a fulfillment of dreams, a new body, and thinking about heaven. It means reunited with one loved ones. It means I'll put my arms around my wife again. I'll see my brother and hug him, my mama and hug her, my sisters and hug them, and some more people I know that, and that's saved and died before me. And in heaven, we'll reunite with him one day. Have a great time up in heaven. B, for the sinner, it means separation, tribulation, and damnation. Amos 4.12 says, Prepare to meet thy God. 
so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Amos 4.12. All of us should uh, give an account of himself to God. And I can tell you one thing. You can go to church all your life, be baptized, join the church, and not be saved, and you'll know it at the end of life. Because you won't be going up, you'll be going down. There's not one or two places you can go heaven or hell. Some people tell me they don't believe in hell. I told somebody last year, I said, well, you might not believe it now, but when you die and go there without Jesus, you'll know it, and you'll believe it then. But it'll be too late to get out of it. You'll be there, you can't get out. I hate you to do that. I know some people like that don't believe in hell. And I talked to a doctor here last couple of years ago, heart doctor that takes care of my heart. says, I don't believe in heaven and don't believe in hell. I don't believe in the second coming. I don't believe that Jesus and Jesus Christ. I said, well, you lost and don't know and don't realize it. He said, no, I'm not lost. Life, which is here, and when we die, that's it. I said, well, I wish it was so, but it ain't. I said, sir, if you die without Jesus Christ, you're going to burn in hell for eternity, and you're going to know it. You're going to remember this preacher telling you that. And if you're saved, you're going to be in heaven with Jesus for eternity. You'll know that, and you remember me telling you that. Because you need to prepare to meet God. And you're going to meet him one way or another. You're going to meet, meet him as a Christian, or you're going to meet him as a lost person. And if you're lost, he's going to send you to hell. If you're saved, he's going to put you in heaven. We all want to make that judgment one day or another. One day when I die, I'm going to meet Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ. And I'm going to talk to him and probably lose some of my rewards. I wasn't perfect all my life. But then I'll have a lot of rewards I'll claim and have. And I'll be issued up to heaven. I'll have that mansion. And I'll be right beside the river of life. And we'll live off of 12 fruit trees different fruit every month, off of them fruit trees. We'll be eating, and we won't have to worry about our weight. We won't have to worry about our, our age anymore. Preachers used to preach, and I've preached it before, that when we die, we're going to be the same age as Jesus Christ. If that's so, we'll be 33 years old, or 33 and a half years old. When he died, he was 33 and a half years old. And so, We'll either be 33, 33 and a half years old when we die, if we ever. So I'd hate to know I went to hell and burned through eternity. Man, it got to be rough knowing that. Third thing, why is this such an important engagement? You Number one, you must meet God face to face. And I'm going to tell you something. Some people ain't gonna, don't want to meet him face to face. And they don't want to have nothing to do with him down here. Some people are having a good time down here. I know a lot of people go out and drink every night. I know, I know a lot of your uh, television uh, workers, folks, on the news, on Fox News, I hear them. Every one of them I've heard of drank. Every one of them said they go home and drank. Or they go out and drank. And listen, I wouldn't want to be caught drunk and die and go to hell died as a drunkard, because it ain't going to be no whiskey in heaven or beer in heaven in hell. 
There ain't going to be none in heaven either. You ain't going to want it there. But in hell, you're going to want to drink. You ain't going to have none. And I hate to say it's going to be dry and hot now and then. Secondly, you must give an account to God. Matthew 12, 36, read it. We'll be judged as Christians for works and service, not for salvation. This is settled here. Christian judge for the use of talents, testimonies, and possessions. We lied about it of what we've done. God wants us to live right, do right, take care of his, his, his uh, possessions, use our talents, have a testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to have a testimony. I want people to know that I'm a Christian. I want people to know that I'm a preacher. I'm not ashamed of it. I still a preach if I get a chance to. In my wheelchair if I have to. But I was going to McDonald's before they shut it down several years ago. Three, four years ago before they shut it down. I was eating on the inside. And I was having people come in there. And uh, there's, I was witness to, I won six men to the Lord one year. I told my wife. And she was tickled to death over it. Right there on McDonald's. Bowed her head and prayed for them. And they prayed out loud. And most of them had tears in their eyes. Was choked up when they prayed. Traveling, some of them, coming through there, got for breakfast, sat down at the table with me at the bar that they got, or used to have, and I witnessed to them and won them to Christ. And they left there, didn't they? One day I'll see them again. And they'll shake my hand, thank me for talking to them about Jesus. That is settled here, Christian judge, for the use of talents, testimonies, and possessions. Secondly, sinners will be judged for the things written. Hypocrites in church cannot be blamed. Cannot blame those who made you angry. You will be judged for treatment of Jesus, for use of your influence in damning others. Vile, deep-dyed, and wicked sinners judged. Moral, clean, upright, notable sinners also. You'll, you'll remember, you'll remember the things. Thank God and us Christians will be forgiven for every sin we ever did. And we'll be in heaven clean as a crystal with no sin holding us down. Thank God for The fourth thing, the last thing, you must receive a reward. Revelation 20:15 said, And so it ever was not. And whosoever was our favorite in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You must receive a reward. When you get to heaven, you will get some rewards for what you study on earth for Jesus. So try to do the right thing. Give your tithes, your offerings. Help people the best you can. And I guarantee when God calls you up, you'll be have some rewards. You'll be glad you did. Father, take this message, your most important engagement, death. And I ask God that you might just burning to the heart of the people that's listening to this sermon and let them know that I'm concerned for their soul. Now, let's pray, God, if somebody's listening to us lost, let them get saved, open their heart, bow their head, and ask you to come in their heart and save them. Backsliding Christians, they might get right with you and rededicate their life. Now, you bless in a special way. In Jesus' sweet name, amen.
This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana. Talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself. <laughs>